Hi, Marcus Pierce here. Exceptional Life Blueprint Live, my signature two-day transformational event, is coming to Melbourne for the very first time and you are invited. Join myself and a tribe of like-minded souls at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on June 3 and 4. You will transform every area of your life from mediocre to magnificent and create a blueprint for your life purpose and career, your health, wealth, relationships, spirit and more. Early bird two-for-one tickets are on sale now at melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. That's melbourne.marcuspierce.com.au forward slash couch. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Karen. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness to our lives, as you know. Uh, that was a different voice than you hear. And she actually normally, my wife, Karen, usually introduces the show. But Brett is actually, unfortunately, not able to make it. And Damien's in Paris at the moment. So I thought I'd bring on my wife, my Inside Champion Mind co-host, Karen, to uh, interview this very, very special guest. My very special guest today is JJ Virgin, a four-time New York Times bestseller. And uh, she is... One of the, actually, I've known JJ um, a couple of years back. We were actually in the same mastermind group together in Toronto, Canada, where I used to fly from Australia four times a year to Canada. Uh, she's a celebrity nutrition and fitness expert. I know that she's got the time compressed. She's got a coaching call right away after this. So we're just going to dive right into it and uh, get into her story and tell her, you know, and ask her all these questions that people have been dying to want uh, to want to ask. So welcome to the show, JJ. Thank you. Great to be here. <laughs> now, JJ, you're also um, a mom of two. Is that correct? I am. You... That's my that's my number one my number one job. And I always said, you know, I could handle any of the other craziness that happens in life as long as my kids were okay. Yeah, and you have had some craziness, which you're going to get into. But before I get uh, into yes. that, <laughs> I wanted to know. As a mom, as Lawrence is telling me all these things, he's crazy. You do, you have such a full life. Like we've got, you're an author, you're on TV, you're doing coaching calls. What does a normal day look like for you as a mom? Is there a normal day? Is every day different? How, how do you function? Every day is different. I'm really not someone who likes schedules. Um, so it was, it was very difficult actually when my kids were little, cause you know how you're supposed to have kids on schedules and all of a sudden we're like, it's midnight, we're still up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but my kids are older now, they're 19 and 20, but you know what? I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had my own businesses. I, I was in graduate school for a lot of the time when they were little and I would just start studying at 5.30 a.m. And I just built my whole life to be able to be present for them when they were doing the cool stuff I needed to be there for and then worked all the rest of the time. And that's that's what's great when you run your own businesses is that you can do it around your kids' schedule. The challenge is if someone just sent me uh, a little picture of some guy laughing saying, you know, this is my response when my nine to five friends say they're tired, you know, because it's, you know, those people with the nine to five job, as we know, like those of us who are entrepreneurs, it's like, there is no such thing. Yeah. You and then you add, off, you? <laughs> you add, 
you add mom component onto that and you come home to your second job, like you've got all of your stuff going on with your business and then you've got all your kids activities and you just have to be super scheduled, which I'm highly organized and very scheduled. So that always worked to my advantage. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What, what's your secret weapon? So it's being really scheduled, having you have people help you with this or this is just you? Oh, yes. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what's making- a mom's secret weapon? It would be called a housekeeper. Um, boy, I didn't have um, Amazon Fresh or Amazon Prime back then, man. If like Amazon Fresh, now my kid's in college, he gets all his groceries delivered, which I'm like, God, you have it so Exactly. We had to walk up, the, you know, in snow up the hill both ways, right? So <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, you don't yeah. want to be that parent. Like, yeah. It was like 2000 years ago when you were a kid and there were, you know, like dinosaurs out or whatever. But um, <laughs> You know, it's it's. I think that you've always got to get as much help as as you possibly can do. I always that's the thing that I will splurge on, is help. Yeah. Well, you know, JJ, you know, you're you're saying that your family is very important to you, and I know that it is. And one of the things that has happened uh, in your life, you know, you had super success uh, in your life, but also some, you know, like just crazy tragedy as well. But and let's go back right back. I'm going to start with your story first, and then we'll lead into some of the the great things of you know going to what your book has to offer. But back in September 2012, um, you know, you were you were on the top of the world, and things were just you know on the rise. You were you were doing your PBS special. You were on you know on major television. And you were, you know, had a book. You're just about to have a book launch, just about to be launched. Um, and all of a sudden, you you have a major tragedy ha- that happened. Could you just sort of tell our listeners what happened and how did that change everything for you? Yeah. So it was right before the Virgin Diet was coming out, and I taped the public television special. You know, we had a ton of TV exposure lined up. And my son went out for a walk at dusk and was the victim of a hit and run and literally left for dead in the street and was airlifted to the local hospital. And when we got there, they told us that um, we needed to let him go. He had a torn aorta that kills 90 percent of people on the scene. Mm -hmm. His was hanging on by they said it was an onion skin and that it was going to rupture sometime in the next 24 hours. And if we didn't get it repaired, but they couldn't repair it there because he had massive brain bleeding going on, as you can imagine. Mm. And the surgery that he needed was very specialized. Very few doctors do it in the country. And so they said, you know, he's never going to survive the airlift to this other hospital. And even if he were to survive it, he, he probably wouldn't survive the surgery. Even if he were to survive both those things, he'd be so brain damaged, it wouldn't be worth it. And my 15-year-old son, so he was 16, my 15-year-old son standing listening to this, and he is a complete numbers math nerd. And he's listening, and he looks at that doctor, and he goes, so maybe like a 0.25% chance. And the doctor says, yes son, that sounds about right. And he goes, and Bryce told me later, he goes, 0.25 is not zero. He yeah. said, so odds, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that. And uh, it, it just was like, we overruled them. And the thing was, he still had brain activity. So he wasn't brain dead. He still had brain activity and he wasn't gone yet. And we knew he would die at that hospital. And there was a chance if we got him out of there. So, I mean, you know, it was the most logical thing to do. And so we airlifted him to this next hospital, totally different experience, number two trauma center in the country. You know, we got there and they had five surgical teams on board and they were like, we got this, you know, game on. I'm like, okay, just what you want to hear. 
um, he gets through the surgery and then they say, you know, we don't know if he'll ever wake up. Like he made it through the surgery, his, his aorta is fine, but we don't know if he'll ever wake up. And I was standing next to him holding three fingers because everything else was either bandaged or, or had road rash. It was, you know, he literally had like gravel and glass sticking in him. And, and I said, Grant, we've got this. You're going to be 110%. I just need you to fight. I will pull in every resource I can, but I need you to fight. And we're going to all fight this together. You'll be better than before. And I just kept telling him this. I was scared to death. I mean, I was looking at him like, you know, he's in a coma. He has 13 fractures. He had bones sticking through his skin. Um, you know, they had to do the orthopedic work on him with double orthopedic teams working on him. And everything is bandaged and cast. And I'm like, you're going to be fine. Don't worry. You know, I mean, it was like, but I thought if I show him any fear, he's going to sense it. He always was able to. And so I just kept telling him that. And, you know, it's very interesting because it turns out that one of the key ways to build resilience is through curiosity, is through asking the right questions. And I always believe that you get what you expect. You know, so you look at it and you go, well, what would have happened if I said, okay, Grant, you know, you'll, you'll survive this. That's a very different question. You know, how do you survive versus how do you get to be 110%? It's mm. a lot of strength that you've had to dig into because I had something not similar with a child, but with my father and having to go into intensive care when he broke his neck on Christmas Day. And that was three years of our life in intensive cares. And what I found really interesting was the doctors that are the doctors and nurses that are in those situations are used to seeing the worst scenarios every day of their life. And it was almost I felt that it was us against them in a way because they just saw things in such a negative light because they just, the cases were so horrible and the prognosis was never great and there wasn't always lots of great results. And it was almost like a defeatist attitude that I went the other way and what kind of sounding like what you were doing as well, saying, okay, but there's still a chance. Let's focus on that. Where do you think that strength comes from? Because a lot of people in situations like this, they fall apart and and, and, and they can't help it. It's just they, they listen to what other people have to say and they go with the so-called experts and their life is shattered. But you were in that situation and you chose not to focus that way. Do you think it's something that's within you? It's something that you've built or it's just it's just who you are? Yeah, and I will tell you, you know, the doctors were telling us, we had kind of two camps. We had the doctors that were like, you'd be amazed what kids can survive. And then the other ones were like, he'll never wake up. He's never going to walk. They were not allowed in the room. I told them they would get fired if they couldn't see the possibility for him. Like, oh, my I didn't gosh. Need them. So I'll find someone else. You're so, that's exactly what I did. I, I kicked doctors yeah. out the room. I said, if you're not on the same page as us, you're out. You can't come in this yeah. room. Yeah. yeah, you're out. Like, and And I think part of it is, they have feel like they have to prepare you for the worst. But I so often believe that in preparing you for the worst, you believe the worst mm. when you need to believe the best. And I was just fortunate. And this is this is the key takeaway and the key takeaway really in the Miracle Mindset book that is so important. You know, I'm in health and the challenge in health is that you really want someone to take care of their health before they get sick. But that's a really hard thing to motivate someone to do. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. We all know that. Mm. Like selling prevention is not an easy thing to do. So, the reason I was able to go through this was honestly, it wasn't my first rodeo. And, you know, when you look at people who are successful in life, who have done amazing things, kind of the the 
the thing that I've noticed is the biggest common factor between all these people is they've gone through stuff, hard stuff, really hard stuff. And they've gotten stronger because of it. And I was just lucky early on. I'd gone through a lot of stuff in my life, but I had a mentor in my early years who I thought was going to mentor me in business. That's what she said she was doing. She said, hey, I'll teach you because I was in like my third graduate school. And she's like, why are you in graduate school? And I go, because I want to be more successful and help more people. She goes, well, that's not really what grad school is going to do for you. You know, I was like, it's not, you know, <laughs> surprise. Oh, because I, th- I literally was like, I'll just keep staying in school. That'll do it. She's like, that doesn't do it. So she said, I'll teach you. And I really thought she was a self-made multimillionaire, amazing amazing businesswoman. So I thought, wow, I can't believe this. I literally moved into her house. And um, she didn't teach me business for months. She taught me mindset. The first thing she taught me is so key. And back then, I remember just being frustrated. I'm like, when's she going to teach me the good stuff? And uh, the first thing she taught me was to manage my environment and, and that you could totally kind of control this and that most of our environment is so negative and to get rid of that, to manage what you listen to, what you read, the people you're around and to make sure that it's all positive. And in fact, she had me wearing these rubber bands around my wrist. And every time I'd say something negative, which for the first couple of days was like almost everything I said, she made <laughs> me snap that rubber band and say cancel cancel and I'm like oh my gosh I'm not gonna have any skin left I had like this red (laughs) 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 because when I got to the hospital I was so used to doing these things to managing my environment to keeping the positive within and getting rid of the negativity to starting every day with gratitude and to ending the days with like what went well today what were the little wins and you know this was like totally the darkest time and my son's in a coma and when he comes out of the coma which I had no idea I thought it would be like the movies you know they wake up they look at you he's like I love you that's not what happens at all not at all yeah they could have told me all they said was it'll be ugly i thought it'd be ugly for like five minutes i didn't know they meant for years yeah it would be yeah hollywood fast tracks that those hours and and weeks and months i was like could it could have given me some some warning here so you know it, it was all managing my mindset to not absolutely freak out when he's coming out of his coma but yet he's not there he's staring off into space he just moves an arm back and forth all day long and i'm thinking oh my god what did i do right yeah and uh what if what if what if and so it it was focusing on gratitude whenever i got scared looking at like what you know what what are the little wins what are the miracles going on here so that i didn't just curl up in a fetal position out of fear yeah and also at the same time like that was happening you're just about to launch your book um was that the virgin diet that was coming out at that time yeah yeah and and so here's just to add to the whole scenario of and we didn't talk as much about this in the miracle mindset because it it sounds so crazy when you hear the whole story it's almost unbelievable in that I'd invested everything into the Virgin Diet. I'd gotten a great advance, and I talk about this in the book, but gosh, I'd invested everything, and I'm the financial support for my family, mm-hmm. and that thing had to go. And so I had to run my business next to my son in the ICU while he's in a coma, and I'm talking to him because I think, you know, I want to make sure, like, you know, he's drifting in and out of being there. I could feel when he was present and feel when he would like leave. And he actually told us about all the places he'd go and visit in the hospital. Now he's in a coma and he is describing places in the hospital he's never gone to. He's describing us places in the hospital and what we were wearing. I mean, crazy stuff, you know? That's (laughs) nuts. 
Um, but he did say, you know, the gray man asked me if I wanted to live or die and I didn't want to live, but I kept hearing you talk to me. Wow. Oh man. Like, no. I knew you could hear me. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Jeez. So it, that's a really important thing for people to understand is, you know, all that energy and all those conversations, I, I truly believe we get what we expect and we put this energy out there. And so my energy out there was my son's going to be 110%. This is going to be the best that ever happened to him. Just fight. And and I kept looking for things that could help him get there. And, and how, Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. How did, you, how did you balance all of that? Because that's incredible stress to be under financially and what's going on with your son. Do you have outlets for dealing with stress? I know you've talked about resilience and, and gratitude, but how, how do you physically deal with all of that? How do you cope? Well, luckily, um, I'd been teaching this course called Overcoming Weight Loss Resistance, and a big part of it was like how to handle stress. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was lucky. Like I'm like, I'm so you like, took your own course. Uh, uh, you know? So, uh, so I had a girlfriend, a doctor, Dr. Hyla Cass, who's a psychiatrist who like pops in the first night that I was at, at Harbor UCLA with like a bag full of supplements to help lower cortisol and adrenaline. I'm like, thanks, you know, but what I, what I did to be able to pull this off was I knew that I needed to save my son's life, help him be 110% and launch this book and make it a huge success so I could pay for all the things that it was going to take to get him to be 110%. Mm -hmm. And so I knew the only way to pull that off was to put my health actually on top of the list, which, you know, I told people, I go, I actually put above everything else my self-care because I knew that if I was sick, I mean, it, the biggest thing that happens when you're under a high stress situation is your immune system tanks and you get sick. Well, my son had a tube coming out of his brain. You know, if I got sick, I wasn't going in there. I was going in there with a gloves and a mask and gowns half the time because he was such a high infection risk. So I couldn't, I couldn't get sick. Yeah. So you had a higher and, purpose there. There was something yeah, in essence yeah, more important right? that you needed to be there. Right. And I had to make life and death decisions and I had to be able to think straight. And you can't do that if you're sleep deprived, you know, so I just was like, that's it. I made sure I got my sleep every night. I was getting eight plus hours of sleep a night. I was doing burst training in the hospital on their stairs. I was doing high intensity interval <laughs> training. I found a gym that was a quarter of a mile away. I found a Whole Foods. I also told Whole, Whole Foods was actually delivering baskets. Friends wow. that were coming were bringing me food. Every Me and the nurses were all eating really well because I, I kept bringing all the stuff in going, here, you guys have some too because yeah. like yeah. I need you here focused too. So that, I just well, that's right. first. That is amazing because most people like under that amount of pressure, like would have given up their routines. They've given up their rituals that have made them, you know, healthy and successful in the first place, right? Because you're kind of crumbled into this one thing, but yet you chose to exercise. You chose to eat, still eat their great food. You found, you found solutions in a time where most people can only focus on one thing. And that's just a, a tribute to how important, you know, health is to you and, and these things, all, all the rituals that you actually created and knowing that because you were trying to get the best version of yourself. And you know what? You brought up something so critical there, Lawrence, is I had those routines in place first. <laughs> you know, I had the routine of getting up every morning and pulling out a journal and writing down what I was grateful for. I'd done that for decades. I I was always, you know, I did something every day for movement. I was eating healthy, starting every day with a shake. I was taking my supplements. I, I Those were all already in place. So it wasn't like my son got hit and I thought, okay, now I need to get healthy, you know? And I thought about it later. I thought, gosh, what if I hadn't have been healthy when this happened? I never would have been able to physically pull off what I had to do. Hmm. You know, 
Yeah. Never mind the emotional aspects of it. I mean, so again, it's so hard to sell prevention, but you never know when these things are, you're going to be called to show up bigger, whether it's something like this, which I hope for no one, or just even a really cool opportunity in your life. And you don't want your health to hold you back. That's right. Especially when it's so simple to put these routines in place. Like just, you just start with one at a time, you know, the little hinges swing the big doors. You change, change one thing like you start doing start a healthy breakfast and then add more vegetables and then start working on your sleep just one thing and dial it in and then go to the next so they just Mm. become the way that you live so you don't have to think about them when this stuff happens so what let's talk a little bit about your son grant like after the accident how did this shape his life and and where in terms of the direction and what did he learn from it so it's been a long haul getting out of this. Again, um, you know, one of my big hopes with all of this is to educate people on what brain injuries really look like and how to really help someone through them because I didn't get an instruction manual. I literally was told it's going to be ugly. Mm-hmm. That was like the instruction manual. I'm like, not very helpful. I thought that was like for five minutes, not for years. Um, it has been a crazy road. But again, we went with he's going to be 110%. And I haven't even come close to exhausting all, everything yet. Mm-hmm. And so he now is better than he was before the accident. He has got bipolar disorder to top off having a brain injury. You know? oh, wow. And is that, that is, enough. was that before or was that a result of yes. the accident? It was okay. No, that was before. And uh, so it was very interesting as he was coming out of the, the um, brain injury because we're like, huh, like, what's going to wake up here as he's coming out of this and what's going to be bipolar disorder. And thankfully I I jumped graduate schools and studied a lot of pharmacology and neurophys so that I was like watching it with them to try to figure this out because I knew it more than anybody else because I I know him. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I could see like when moods were shifting because one of the challenges with brain injuries, especially when you get severe traumatic brain injuries, 25% of those people who have a a brain injury, not just a severe one, are suicidal. And Grant was suicidal. He was prone to these big depressions. They have mood swings. It's, it's really, it's like a, it's like a mood roller coaster. And he has now really learned how to deal with all of that stuff. He's become, you know, an avid meditator. He's created a whole hydroponics garden outside, which helps him kind of ground in when he's got issues. We've been doing stem cells straight into his spine. And he is better actually now than he was before the accident, which is quite incredible. But the super cool thing about it is he's actually a cooler person. He's got a higher purpose. He really wants to help other people understand because he went to the other side. He actually Mm -hmm. went over there, had a conversation with his grandfather, who he'd never met, uh, you know, saw what it was like over there. He's actually been talking to people who've lost loved ones so that they don't feel as sad about it because he's like, it's really great over there, actually. Mm -hmm. you know, and he really gets that his purpose now is to show people that they can be better than before when they go through something like this. Because our whole family is. We are all yeah. better. That's all come true. Um, and it's one of those things that in the middle of it, you're not going, wow, we're better. It wasn't. It's been really a rough road. But um, it's it's been an amazing road, too, just for really giving you that figuring yeah. out what's important in life, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I know you got to go soon. So I'm going to just ask you one last question. How has, how does, how, because you were just launching this book, The Virgin Diet, and uh, obviously became a New York Times bestseller. And then you went on to create three more after that. How did, how did it shape your mindset and, or even just even the education of, you know, 
talking about food and diets and health to your clients? You know, it's interesting. Um, I've always, I went and started looking at all of my programs and everything that I've ever done. And I've been at this for 30 years. But I started working with that mentor 20 years, I guess, was that like 25 years ago? And I started looking at all of my programs and mindset has always been a key component of them, but I never paid any attention. It was so much a part of me that it just was the obvious thing to put into a program. It actually wasn't until people started asking me over and over, like, how did you get through that? Because, you know, they wanted to know how to handle things in their own life that they were going through. And that was when I started to really look at it and go, how did I get through it? And is this something that I can outline so I can teach the process, share with other people so they can, you know, handle the things in their life? Because gosh, we're all going to have to handle things, hopefully not at that level. Mm -hmm. But if I can, if I could handle that level, think what I could teach people just in the everyday stuff that shows up in our lives, right? Exactly, exactly. And that's the key thing too, as well. Like, you know, when it comes to health, it is a lot to do with mindset. And just the, you know, dealing with those resistance, dealing with your own mind, (laughs) and not wanting to do the things that you know you should do and just overcoming that so it's just the biggest challenge and uh, you know it is the biggest challenge my I queried my community last year I said if you're not where you want to be with your health why not and I fully expected them to say like I can't give up pizza or something right and they said I don't feel good enough I don't feel worthy it was all mindset I'm like man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? And I know that uh, a lot of people, you know, th- would have thought that we're going to talk about the virgin diet. But like, I mean, I just felt that your story was so powerful. And we got to start here. I mean, if you want to learn about, um, you know, JJ's uh, stuff, you know, I'll just give you some of the show links now. But I just want to respect your time. I know you have a coaching call to jump off to. So I'll, I'll sort of leave it here for now. But uh, JJ, where do people find you? We can you? come back and talk about the virgin diet any old time. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I am. I've got a coaching call for my Miracle Mindset crew. Um, But JJVirgin.com is probably the best place for people to jump in and And connect. And if they're looking for just one book to get right now to get them started, is there one that you would say start with this one first or whatever one they kind of feel feel pulled to? You know, you know that... The, the challenge is if your mindset isn't dialed, it will limit you in everything in your life, your career, your relationships, your health, your finances. If, you, if you've got that leveled, which I find we can always work more on that, but mm-hmm. you're frustrated with gut problems, joint pain, autoimmune disease, go to the virgin diet. If you've got blood sugar issues, diabetes, prediabetes, insulin resistance, sugar cravings, go to the sugar impact diet. Those are the those are the different roads. Yeah, you got, you've got it all covered. You've got the steps. That's fabulous. There's everything everybody needs. <laughs> all right, JJ, we'll let you go. Thanks, guys. Make sure you go check out Miracle Mindset and her newest book uh, and also The Virgin Diet. Thank you so much, JJ. Thank you. It. Good to meet you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. So that's a fascinating interview. I'm just, I'm so, actually, I'm just thankful that you are actually here um, because of the experience of what JJ went through and it's exactly sort of a similar instance to what we went through as well. But so we got a couple of minutes actually to kind of do a post um episode summary. Yeah, it was really interesting to me because as you say, like I've had two major events that have happened in my life. Obviously my dad who Mm. became a tetraplegic, but also we haven't talked about that at all. My sister-in-law who was in a terrible car injury, car accident and suffered brain injury. So as she was mentioning all this, it was coming back to me that it's often these things that lead up to us in our lives that we've done in the past, that we don't see the big picture, that enable us to be stronger, to move forward. And really listening to her talk about the study she did, 
the knowledge she had, the background information she had was what allowed her to be stronger in those situations mm. to take control before the accident happened. Before the accident, right? and that's happened. the key. Like that's what I took away from it too, as well. Is that most of us wait until something happens and then we go and learn it. But by then, like you, you're not in the right headspace. You're not in the right frame of mind to actually learn this stuff. And this is why we, you know this is the Wellness Guy Show. This is about you know preparing you like with these episodes and these podcasts to help you deal with and, and learn all the stuff that you need to get healthy, get stronger, get fitter, get have a bigger mindset and a stronger mindset. The wellness couch is all about that is to prepare you now before anything happens. And let's hope that nothing ever happens. But even if it does, you're well prepared for to build up that resistance and also build up that re- resilience. But you know what? It wasn't just that. It wasn't just all the strategy she had in place, which definitely, definitely helped her. But on top of that, I took away from that she had an amazing support group of people. She, did, yeah. she asked for help. And so often we go through things and we're really stressed and we're trying to fight it on our own. And she just didn't. She just let go of that, asked for help. And amazing people showed up to help her, be it nutrition-wise, advice, helping her run her business, doing chores for her at home, whatever it took. And yeah. I think you know we need to surround ourselves with those amazing people, have those procedures and rituals in place beforehand. And I really loved one quote that she said that was little hinges swing big doors. And how true is that? It's just the little steps add one little thing at a time because it can be so overwhelming when you're facing large obstacles or even if you're just starting like a diet or something different, it can just seem like how, how can I do this? Just break it down one little step at a time. And oftentimes some people might be listening to this and go, yeah, but she was a celebrity or she was a big, so she was well connected. That's not necessarily true. Like she was uh, quite popular, but this is before her virgin diet launch, right? So which means that she came, you know, exponentially uh, more popular at that time. But just because you see that type of thinking is the thinking that, oh, she's a celebrity. So therefore she had more connections. But if, you know, if any of us has happened to us, it's like you figure out the how, like you just don't let that stop you. You, everyone is connected to everyone in this world, especially in the social media age. And so we got to make sure that you find help. You got to ask for help is the main, main thing you have to, you're saying, which is what she was saying. She said it was asking the right questions, wasn't it? It was being resilient. It was just saying, okay, how can we get there? And when we start opening our mind to those possibilities of how, then we start searching, then we start finding answers, start showing up. Exactly. And that's the most powerful, powerful thing together is that, you know, what we have created with the Wellness Guys is what we hope for to create is amounts of resources for everybody to get in touch with some of these people so that they can actually start applying that to life. Does all these episodes apply to everybody? Of course not. That's not the goal is to kind of create as find as many people in the world who can help you in whatever things you're dealing with. So JJ Virgin is an absolutely amazing human being. Uh, she's got tons of books. So you want to go check it out. The book that we've been you know, really been talking a lot about is Miracle Mindset, A Mother, Her Son, and the Life's Hardest Lesson. Uh, you can check that out on, you know, any bookstore and, you know, Amazon. But The Virgin Diet, uh, which was released just around the time of when the accident happened, uh, called The Virgin Diet, Drop Seven Foods, Lose Seven Pounds, Just Seven Days. Um, and that's also a fantastic book. And we'll probably have to get her back on another show to talk a little bit about that too as well. So guys, I hope that you enjoyed this particular podcast and hope you enjoyed the interview that we did. Most importantly, um, you know, it's, it's great to have you on the, as a guest host here, Karen. So Thank thanks, you. thanks for being on with us, uh, while we take over, uh, the boys while they're, um, obviously away doing their thing. So join us on, you know, lo- what we'd love for you to do right now is 
two couple things. Number one is join the conversation in the Wellness Guys or the Wellness Couch Facebook page. Like us there while you're there. Um, but love for you to comment on this episode and tell us what you think about you know the direction and also how we know what did you learn from JJ's uh, experience. Uh, share this podcast with your friends, families, and other strangers you think need a wellness update. And how you do that is you know maybe share go on their phone and actually teach them how to download a podcast how to listen to a podcast not necessarily us but just whatever podcast you think they need to listen to just help them because this, let's spread the word and let's get these messages out there and subscribe to us on itunes and while you're there please give us a great rating and leave a comment on itunes too as well so until next week begin creating wellness in your lives lead by example and let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.